doors have closed in a huge way, but wait till you hear the new ones Lita has opened. Let Lita take you on a journey of faith, life, travel, and interior design. Take your life out of the status quo. Status Life with Lita is brought to you by Status Home Design and the Shops at Status and by the Law Office of Derek M. Hayes at 404-777-HURT. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X. I'm the host of the show, Derek Hayes. I'm here to introduce the star of our show, Miss Lita Brooks. Hello, Lita. Hi. Welcome back. Thank it's great to be you. here again, isn't it? It really is. It's well, Right now, we are taping in the beginning of March, and I don't think we've been here since November. So, And I know podcasts live forever, so... You know, you're not necessarily going to know the timeline, but we're going to unpack all of it today. Well, before we do, Lita has been working as an interior designer for over 20 years. She's incredibly talented and has since branched out and opened multiple retail stores, an online marketplace, and is now blogging and podcasting full time. If that wasn't enough, Lita is a mother of two and devotes her time to teaching others how to achieve their goals and live life to the fullest. She sums it up best in her branded hashtag, Design Your Life. We are broadcasting live today from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Status Life with Lita is brought to you by the law offices of Derek M. Hayes. Injured in Georgia, make the right call to 404-777-HURT. Also sponsored by Status Market and Design, your one-stop shop for all your home and gift needs, Indigo Stone Trading, and Bird Dog Boutique. You're a very, very busy lady. That's what we're going to talk about. I whew, I had to take a podcasting hiatus and a blogging hiatus and an online marketplace hiatus. It got to be way, way, way too much. So this show today, for those of you that follow me and you're invested in me as a person, this is the journey. But for those of you that are entrepreneurs and and truly are here to follow the business side, we're going to talk about that too, because it hits on both levels, right? I mean, yes. every person is an entrepreneur and how all that blends together and how it all culminated in the month of December and why I needed a pause. Right, exactly. And we've shared this, of course, in prior podcasts, but we're also doing life together. I don't want to go down that lane, but I we have are. been in this three month hiatus with yes, you. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? You, uh, in the intro, you say, and a mother of two, uh, we got to change that because it's about to be stepmother to two more. Exactly. So, yes, we're going to have to, we're going to have to add some in there for the blended family. I know. We're getting ready for it. Well, we'll talk about that later. And that'll have its own show, right? Weddings. And we just had our, we had a joint bachelor and bachelorette party. That was a lot of fun. Um, But anyway, that's not for today. Today, we're here to talk about business. Yes. All right. Let's go back to something you said just a few minutes ago. Okay. Um, Last year, listeners knew uh, when we were still doing shows before we took the hiatus, you were opening a new store. Let's kind of catch up on that. All right. So I opened and it's, it's different. So... I've had the shops at Status and Status Home Design. So that was almost 13,000 square feet. One was a 70-person vendor mall, and the other one was my interior design firm, a DIY classroom, and a showroom for my furniture, more of the interior design pieces. Uh, So this is different. This is the Status Market. It's smaller. We found an adorable house, uh, old. It was built in 1875. And I took the bottom, which is four rooms, and I just did a small gift and home accent store. 
and you expanded your law firm and took yes. the second story and did uh, a, an addition, another office. Well, so. I'm going to brag about you real quick. The store itself is amazing. It's so cute. It really is. I and love anyone it. who's in the Watkinsville area, Watkinsville, which is, Georgia, we need to say where it right, is. It's close absolutely. to Athens, just outside mm-hmm. of Athens, Georgia. It is absolutely worth the stop. You need to go in and see it. There are incredible gifts and home decor. Uh, it's just a fun experience. It is. And and Watkinsville is a destination. It's part of the Antebellum Trail. So a lot of people that are doing the entire trail make that a stop. But so you can park. Park in the back. We have almost an acre, which is the parking lot. And just walk up and down the street. Go to the Welcome Center. Go have lunch. Yeah. It's a really cute place to go. So if you're heading towards Athens, definitely please come stop by. On a quick side note, if you're what? a history buff, there's a place called, is it the Eagles Tavern? Mm-hmm. That's yes. two doors down from us. That was supposedly the location where the governor of Georgia at the time and others got together to map out the plan for University of University Georgia, of Georgia. That's which was correct. initially supposedly going to be in Watkinsville. And what else makes that famous is it is known as one of the most haunted locations in the state of Georgia. I wasn't going to mention that part. And I'm yes. quite certain that my store is haunted too, but we will discuss that later. Yeah. Okay. There are little bumps and sounds in the middle of the, the afternoon. And <laughs> yes. I've been there late at night working, and so yeah, I can attest to that. Yep. All right, so let's let's kind of again continue the flow of, of catching up on what's okay. going on. So Christmas Day, that was an experience, and you had a gift that you were not expecting. Yeah, absolutely. I do want to go back just a hair, because you breezed over the month of December, which was really, really, really important to what's going on now. So we are going to talk about Christmas Day. That was that was important, but i got to go back just a step. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, that's can fine. I, can that's I fine. direct the <laughs> ship here a little bit? Yes. Okay, so... We did a soft opening, I believe, on November 2nd, just to lay out a timeline here. And on December 6th, the soft opening of the status market, on December 6th, uh, with the Chamber of Commerce for Oconee County, which is where the new store is, we did the grand opening, the ribbon cutting. Mm-hmm. That was all great. Anyone out there who jumps into the retail space, when you open a new space, I cannot tell you the amount of time, the organization, pricing, tagging, getting merchandise, unboxing. It is overwhelming. Now, I already have a 13,000 square foot space. This is the fourth quarter. Anyone else in retail will know what the fourth quarter looks like for retail. It is crazy. So to be opening a brand new business in the fourth quarter, and there was no other way to mm-hmm. do it. We, you know, it was the landlord kind of dragging her feet and attorneys and all that. Anyway, so it just fell in our lap. We had to get the doors open, and it just right. happened to fall in the fourth quarter. We wanted to do it in the third quarter. didn't happen, so here we go, right? We're pushing hard. Which also meant, too, that you were open immediately with Christmas decor. It, that's Christmas what I mean. Couldn't, decorations right, just out, out, that's, out. That's just what you were carrying. All hands on deck. But I still have another store, and it's the fourth quarter, and that store was busy. Right. I was stretched so thin, and I have amazing staff. I had an amazing team, and everybody was working hard. Now, COVID was still running rampant. You know, December, mm-hmm. in the month of Georgia, a lot of people were getting it. I had staff going down left and right. So I'm trying to open a brand new store. I'm trying to keep my current store afloat and thriving. As you know, it's mm-hmm. the fourth quarter, and I've got 70 vendors. You know that expect great sales. I hit the brink of sheer exhaustion. Yes. We, you know, we got yes. invited uh, tons of Christmas parties. I don't think I, I don't, I don't think we went to one. 
Uh, I don't recall. I think I backed I, out day of to almost every single thing we got invited aside to. Aside from doing things with some friends just here and there, we really We did, did a not. lot of family things. Of course, the kids, you know, she would have a chorus concert. And, you know, we had all, and we, we always have our December 23rd tradition with your kids. Mm-hmm. I don't think we missed a beat when it came to the family. But I mean, all the Christmas parties. Right. We didn't do it. And, and out of sheer, we're just, I was like, just right. working. Sure. It, it was just work, 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 work that much. So yeah. that was really challenging to have two stores, one opening and one running in the fourth quarter. On a side note, too, that was also um, the beginning of the Omicron variant mm-hmm. that was running very rampant. Yeah. And there was also, remember, a rumor that we might potentially see a shutdown. There was. Which yeah, thankfully didn't rumored. happen. No, but no, we, we did not see a second shutdown. But you what happened on Christmas Day so I'm going to yes. jump right into this here was my Christmas present I got COVID again uh, so we know I've done shows about it when I was really sick the first time mm-hmm. uh, I got it in March of 20 right at the top when COVID you know was a thing and hitting the news of course I was probably one of the first people to get it yay for me yes. so I get the Omicron variant variant and you were kind enough to share it with me. everybody yeah, yeah. Everybody. Well, I don't know who got it from because the kids were still in school. It, it could have been anywhere. I work retail stores. I mean, we're out. And it was so contagious. Everybody that we knew had it. All of our neighbors had it. Um, very quickly. Very quickly. Very, very, very quickly. It spread like wildfire. You know, the kids had it. So I don't know who got it first. I, I kind of think you had it first because I made you get tested. I tested on Christmas Eve. And, and I, negative. yep. And I was sick on christmas day Uh so we it was in the house right i just think you tested too soon but the omicron variant for us now i do not want to downplay this i know that you know people have died of covid it has been very serious there's been people with pneumonia i'm only talking about my experience and the experience of my family so if i tell you it was very mild for anyone listening i'm sorry if your experience wasn't but this time for me it was much milder than the first time. Correct. And it just felt like I had a bad cold. I had the fatigue. But my entire staff had COVID, both stores. Mm-hmm. So starting on Christmas Day, I think I tested on the 26th, and it came back positive that day. And I know my kids had it. No one could smell or taste anything. And we have ferrets. No one could smell them, which was amazing. Uh, that <laughs> I, I, I know saying. it was because uh, now that I think about it, remember both of my paralegals yes. tested positive the week before, before. Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so I remember going to the office and I was by myself. Right. I forgot about that. Yes. So, so yes, yeah, that's my, when your you staff had it, my right. staff had it, everybody had it, the kids had it. But this was a blessing because December had, and who would say COVID's a blessing? This is why it was a blessing for me. Christmas was so overwhelming the whole season, getting ready for it, family events, working both stores, opening a new store, feeling like I was at the brink of exhaustion, crying, just being out of sorts because of exhaustion. I I, I pray I'm a very faithful person, and on my almost hour commute to one of my stores, I remember I hit Prayer Mile, which is a very cool place in Carl, Georgia. There is a mile, and you start at the top, and it says pray, and then you have a mile, and it says amen. And I would pray every time I would go to work, you know, stretch time, open doors, closed doors, just just guidance, you know, throughout my life. And what I needed was a break. 
and I prayed for it. You know, God, if there's some way to just take some of this off of me. And for me, it came in the form of COVID, which is very odd, but that's the way it came. Mm -hmm. The whole family had it. All my stores had it. Everything closed down for a week between Christmas and New Year's. You literally did close with a sign on the door. I got to sleep for a week. (laughs) And it would be 11 in the morning in our home and everyone would be asleep. And it felt good. And, and now, had any of my kids, had you, at Matthew, had anyone gotten really sick, this would be a different story. But because it was very mild, we all just slept. We had pizzas delivered to the front door for seven days. Nobody got out of their pajamas. I remember. It was nice. <laughs> that really element well. was nice because I needed that relax so bad. Yeah. All right, so let's move past. Yes, we got to get that. That was Christmas I, I to wanna, New Year's. We got to We got to jump there. I do want to get to January. I know in, yeah. in January, this um, is important. You had a very, very big announcement you had to make. Yeah. Okay. So I'll let you take over and kind of go with it. All right. Let me lay a little bit of the backstory. So we're talking about the shops at Status, my Decula store. My lease was up in that Decula store in October of 2020, and I had just been doing, uh, as far as the landlord concerned, I had just been sending in, you know, the rent month by month, but going into 2022, it was time to make some real decisions. Am I going to stay in the space? How many more years? You know, when you re-sign a lease, it's not month by month. You commit to a certain amount of time. So I had started looking for other areas. I'd been looking for years. I've had feelers out with different real estate agents, you know, just trying to decide, is this the permanent home for the shops at status? And you'd been there for how long at this point? At this point to this January was six and a half years. My lease was up at the five-year mark that I was in a five-year lease, but I had, I had gone a year and and a half just by, by paying month to month. And nothing had been dropped in my lap as far as a new location is concerned. But the landlord felt the same way. You know, they're not protected. If they're not in a lease, we're not protected. If I'm not in a lease. And come to find out, it gets brought to our attention that not only is the rent going to be raised by signing the new lease, it's going to be doubled. And that was a number that I just could not swallow. I know you and I sat down night after night, crunching numbers, trying to figure out you know, even if we could get them to meet in the middle and there was a few thousand dollars of an increase, could status afford this? Mm-hmm. And uh, the answer came down to no. Well, it's business analytics. Of course it's it is. Profit margin and, and ultimately any in- increased cost, sure. you've got to let that trickle down to be able to, to recoup to maintain your profit margin. Yeah. And there's big bills attached to 13,000 yes, square there feet. There's a big staff. A utility bill that people would not understand. Of course not. Compared to a, just a regular home power bill. My power bill for that store in the summer, the heat, heat of the summer, July through September, can go up to $1,800 a month just for the power. That is That's it. It's a very large space. Right. Not the water, you know, everything else, the security system, you know, the POS system, point of sale. I mean, mm-hmm. everything is a bill. Everything. The store took a tremendous amount of expense and payroll every two. I mean, it just, it was just a big, big, big undertaking with the amount of bills. So to have that rent increase, it, it, truly sat in the profit margin. And again, I told you the show was going to speak to the entrepreneurs. So I'm sure there's a lot listening going, oh, well, I never thought about all mm-hmm. that. Y- think about it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'll give you the breakdown. And if you want to know more, I can set, you know, private consulting calls. I'll just throw that out there because, mm-hmm. you know, this is very important to anyone going into business. 
with the increase in rent, even if I was able to negotiate a little bit less, it, status couldn't afford it. Sure, exactly. And and kind of on a side note, and I want you to address this real quick. Um, let's talk about the vendors, and they mm-hmm. rent space from Correct. you based on the square footage. Yes. And they're paying a price per square foot. Yes. So for your rent to basically be doubled, that would also mean, too, that you could expect as a vendor that that per square footage price would likely double as well where compared to other locations, they might be able to maintain a lower amount, so it'd be difficult to maintain those vendors even. Oh, absolutely. There, I could not even imagine if I had to go to those vendors and I would communicate via mass emails and say, my rent is increasing, so yours has to too. There is no way. A few years ago, I had to, in, so, so it's rent, and then we would do a small percentage of sales. That's the business model for a store like that. Very, very, very standard. So what I would do is it went from, it used to be status would take 89%. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I did that number wrong, 11%. So a vendor got 89%, status got 11% of their sales. 3% of that, 3 or 4%, immediately went to credit cards. I never even saw it. The bank mm-hmm. took it right off the top. Well, I get a letter in the mail, whatever year it was, 2018, 2019, it's relevant. Uh, come, you know, January 1st, we're increasing credit card fees by a percent. Well, I, you know, I push that back <laughs> yes. on the vendors. Yeah. I have to. Right, exactly. It's coming out of my bank account. Oh, they should have put me on a stake and let me on fire outside of that yeah. store. They were fee- 1%. One percent that I don't even see. Mm-hmm. I could not imagine having a conversation to say whatever you pay in rent, I'm about to yeah, double, double it. it. Even right. if I had to take it up twenty five percent. And a lot of people who are no way. consumers that no don't way. own retail or not involved in retail don't understand that the credit card companies do charge a significant amount for the fees to be able to accept those cards. That's no one pays cash. When you go to certain gas stations, mm-hmm. there's a cash cash price, and then yeah. there's the credit card oh, price. Oh, yes, absolutely. Which is always higher because mm-hmm. they're three or passing 4% that fee higher. on to you. You have to. Right. Yes. Well, let's tell you what. Let's take this quick break. Okay, quick we'll break. we'll come right back and pick up from there. This is good. Stay with me. Hey, hey, Lita here, popping in real quick. Are you interested in changing your space and have no idea where to begin? Do you have a real trouble spot in your home and you are at a loss for what to do? Don't fret or fear. Even though I'm located in Georgia, we can still do a virtual design consultation. I have helped hundreds of people this way. Here's what you do. Go to my website, www.statuslifewithlita.com and click virtual consults. You can look at the different packages and pricing and even book time with me right from the website. We can put together a color palette, decide on which furniture stays or goes, or even pull together a mood board for your home accents and furniture that might be needed to complete your space. I book time, not by the room. You could essentially have me to consult on your whole home. Again, go to my website, www.statuslifewithlita.com and click virtual consults. Book away. All right, let's pick back up with where we left off. I do want to um, take a little bit of time and talk about the employees. Let's discuss that because being your person, I was in it with you and 
I know the struggle with that uh, that took. All that right. Was. So I gave you the business side of what was going on that led to this decision. So we get the paperwork. It's time to sign the lease. The lease physically comes and the rent is doubled. And I will say, Derek, you're here. You're my person. Uh, you're my attorney. So you were doing the physical communicating with the landlord, and which was just more formal, right? I mean, they're just they're going to speak to an attorney, and and that's great. Thank you for all your assistance. So it comes back and. And we have some private discussions, many, many, many. Is this going to work? The writing was on the wall. It wasn't going to work. Now we have to start having some conversations about, oh, I, I mean, I just was absolutely sick about this part. I really, really was. And in, I felt like before I made any kind of large announcement, I wanted to speak to my staff and I wanted to do it one by one. I just adore everyone on my team, but it was so overwhelming for me because I love everyone on mm -hmm. my team so much. I could only get through about three conversations a day yeah, and they were long. It was very taxing. I would get off of one sometimes with a headache, just, you know, telling everyone that this physical location is not going to go the distance and um, just delivering bad news. Yeah. It's very cliche to say that, that your staff is your family in a way, mm -hmm. but they truly were. Absolutely. I mean, these were ladies that you've been connected to for a long, long time. Uh, some even before the store started. Yeah. And I found through this process and, you know, I'll talk about faith openly. And there had been a lot of prayer going into these decisions, a lot of prayer going into each conversation. And I was very fortunate that a business mentor not mentoring me in the business but it was someone that I didn't know very well uh, a lady and she had had a, so a store similar to mine for almost 18 years and I found her in my kitchen during this process and she was able to really guide me through the emotions that I was going to feel the ups the downs really giving me hope is a great word and the comfort that the way that I love my team is never going to go away. Just because the physical location is going to change, I can still stay connected to all these ladies. And, and she has a phenomenal relationship with her former staff. And so to have that, someone that has seen the other side and to be able to say to me, it's going to be okay, right? Mm -hmm. This is business. You're, you know, you can't hang on to this. You can't strap yourself with these numbers because on a personal level, you love your team. That's great. I'm glad you love them. That means you've built something amazing. But you gotta you gotta start having these conversations. So so that led to talking to everyone and COVID delayed it. My my plan was to talk to everyone after Christmas before New Year's, but that was the week that we got sick. And when you have COVID, I mean I would talked about the exhaustion. There's no way I could get through <laughs> Mentally, these conversations. No, it's a, a it's a brain fog. Yeah that had to lift I had to feel better so it started a few days after New Year's um, there was a day after New Year's I really went down hard and I didn't get out of bed and it took a few days so so you know you're coming off COVID I was mm -hmm. I was sick you know and I can joke and say it was mild but it's still COVID yes so yes. start having the conversations and then it was time to talk to the vendors and that was a different ball game right so the progression was you and I discussing privately just us mm -hmm. Then it was the employees, mm -hmm. and then the vendors, mm -hmm. and um, well, let let's go from there. So I did that as a mass email, very well thought out. Probably took me two days to write. 
I would write a little and pause and write a little and pray and pause and go back and forth. And, and I really, really articulated everything I wanted to say. And I felt like it's the way that I talk. It's probably the way that I podcast and the way that I share. I put it all out there. That is just no, me agree. as a person. Uh -huh. You want me, you get it all. And I didn't hold back. And I didn't just say to my vendors, sorry, we're closing, eh, you know, and walk away. And I could have done that. I didn't mm -hmm. need to give anyone an explanation, but I did. As and a courtesy. That really. Purely as a courtesy. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, so I've got 70 vendors. So let's talk in percentages. 90 five percent were so gracious and of course it was painful for me because no one it's human nature you don't want to disappoint so to tell 70 people that they were losing their booth space but I'm trying to explain to everyone this is you know our rent is being doubled mm -hmm. and the numbers aren't there and there were other reasons <sighs> But they were so minor because the main chunk that went into this decision was the rent. Sure. And Overhead. the 5%, 5%, I will never use a name. It's not relevant. But I do think, again, we're talking business here. But the emotional component of that 5% felt like I was being kicked when I was down. There were 5% that got almost vicious that they were losing their space. And that was so difficult and so unnecessary. I, I don't think anyone really understood in that 5% because of the other 95%, it's amazing. You know, we love you. Right. We've loved Hugs being here. It's been, thank you. If mm -hmm. you reopen, we want to be first on the list. Um, love that. Even though that's still challenging because you're still disappointing. Sure. Even though you're disappointing and being received with love, you're still disappointing. That's what took its toll on me. The whole thing, I didn't even realize the pocket of grief I was sitting in until, until mm -hmm. it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. But let me go back. So that 5%, I didn't, I anticipated there were going to be some that were maybe a little snarky, but I didn't anticipate that I was going to hear blatant lies about mm -hmm. me. During this process, um, one of the vendors who I thought was a dear friend, someone who was going to have a seat at my wedding, uh, threatened to sue me, threatened yeah. to sue. I mean, it was just out of note, basically called me a liar. Right, right. She flat out said, you are lying. Uh, I think you've been evicted. And it, I, I was mortified. You know, none oh, yes, of that had happened. That. And yes, then it had that. come by the way of an employee. Oh, so-and-so is being well, super it. nasty. They were running around the store telling other vendors to get their stuff out really fast that they felt like they were going to come here and the sheriff was going to have the door barred. Right. And, and from a legal perspective, that's not how it works No, anyway. of course not. I mean, that, that's the foolishness of it. That's the craziness just, of that kind of rumor. I was floored that that right. would even, I mean, this is hard enough. Right. It's a, I'm unraveling what I have spent six and a half, I could cry right now just thinking about it because who feels this more than me? And how dare you? And then it felt like, Derek's holding my hand. It felt like I'm, I, I didn't even have to be honest. I didn't even have to tell you. I just could have closed the doors and walked away. And so for my character to be in question, just because you're mad, because this is your hobby. This is my livelihood. This is my reputation. Right. This is my business. 
Shame on you. And I remember myself uh, talking to a vendor, not one of the ones that was one of the problems, but talking to a vendor there at the store one of the times I was there and just basically said to them, if you were faced with the same decision she had to make, what would you do? And without question, they said, oh, absolutely. I'd, I'd make the same decision. You have to, period. And they were the kind that had been a business owner before this this vendor I was talking to. They had owned a prior business. Mm-hmm. And so they understood they weren't renting a space, like you said, from someone else who was all in and they could leave their booth at any time. And yeah, let, I'm done and not affect anybody else but themselves. Uh that vendor I spoke to understood completely that the decision you made came with lots of thought, with lots of prayer, but also, too, was a forced decision that you really had no alternative. Yeah. None. My hand is forced. Right. Our rent is being doubled. And that's what they said. I, no, mean, I wouldn't pay that rent either. So so you want me to just double yours? Then what? Then what? You right. think, I, I think you're talking bad about me now? I mean, <laughs> what's going to happen if I take your $2.80 a square foot and jump it up? Yeah, which yeah, means they would have five? to. No, it's not even industry standard. They would have to double the price of every piece of merchandise. And then we they would sold, have no customers. And sales would go down. Nothing makes sense in that situation. Right. And we knew that. And, uh, you know, it just it, it, it made a really tough situation tough. And again, it wasn't everyone. But man, when you hear that negativity, it's it was uncalled for and it was hurtful. And. You know, it really, really, uh, it took me down. Yeah. Absolutely, it did. Let me ask you, my person. <laughs> yes. I, I know how I felt. What did you see in me going through this process? Uh, thoughtfulness, prayerfulness. Um, I'd say grief. I would say lots of heaviness in your heart for the decisions that you were having to make. Uh, and that translates into sadness and, and, you know, even irritability. It's, it's not something you wanted to do. And when you're doing something because you have to do it, but yet you would much rather do the opposite, then, yeah, it, it's going to come with all that. Um, I, I can say without question this was a decision that, um, again, you, you were forced to make, but it still came with a lot of thought, a lot of, well, what if we do this? What if we do that? And we hashed out every single possibility together. And you would come to me and say, hey, I've been thinking about this. What do you think? As a, I don't want to say desperation, but as an attempt to do whatever could be done right. to maintain the store. Well, we even had a vendor that came up right. in yeah, the middle of that. this right. and she was going to try to buy it. She she wanted it so bad and that was great. And she... Well, so, so these are different departments. This is a big corporation. This is a shopping center. And so we are dealing with the property management side because we're existing tenants. She starts dealing with the leasing agent side because to absorb status, she would have had to sign a brand new lease. Right. 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 So she. A brand new tenant. She makes an offer. And it was, a, I felt like it was a very fair offer. Mm-hmm. It was more rent than I was paying. I'm going to go two years at this price, two years at this price, and two years at this price with incremental, you know, thousand right, dollar. Which is typical, very typical. You know, she she was saying, "I'll be here for six years, and at the end of it, I'm going to give you this much." It's substantial to the tune of over ten thousand dollars. Let's mm-hmm. just you know throw out. It was a big number. Sure. Didn't even consider it. Yeah. They, you know, there the, there was no negotiating here. The right. price was the price, and I I mean I caught a lot of flack for that because I wanted to see. 
if there was any last ditch effort that this could be saved, let's pause for a minute. Let's not make the announcement to the community. And it, the, the final answer was no. And it was just, it was, it was awful. It was, that was the roller coaster just sitting in that, you know, maybe we can save it. Maybe she can buy the name. Maybe she, you know, she wants to try to run it. I don't know. I it just didn't work. So the ultimate ended up being the same. But it was also beneficial too for someone not you to learn firsthand the frustrations that you had and go through them as as well. Go through that, attempting to try and and as you said, save the store, save the location, save yeah. it for the vendors. But yet she was dealt the same hand you were. Yeah. No, we're not going to do that. Absolutely not. Well, I do want to talk about the irritability only because I made this statement to multiple of my friends who would call and check on me and, and those who know, you know, really, truly the sadness I was going through. Um, I would say, poor Derek. He doesn't <laughs> know who he's going to get when he leaves the house in the morning. I would never say And that. then he calls me at lunch and then he'll call me at five when his day, you know, with, with clients is wrapped up. And then, you know, a lot of times he doesn't get home till nine o'clock. The points in the day that we would communicate, I could be a completely, and I was, you could say goodbye, kiss me on the cheek, have a good day. And then at lunch, I could be sobbing or I could be, I'm okay, take a breath. Or I, I could, I mean, I even called you one day. I was, I felt like I was having a sheer panic attack yeah. just, just out of anxiety and sadness and you know situational depression and poor, poor you I mean you you went through every bit of this and that is the toughness and again that is what this show is all about this is the next step so this was a big change this was unraveling a business a big business and for anyone listening you know guy girl whatever these are some of the things that on a personal level you very well may feel and i think it's relevant because somebody walked me through it and i remember you and i were in the car and we were going on a trip and i was so heavy and i couldn't stop crying and it was just awful the grief and you said verbatim i don't want to go i don't don't want to go go. i don't want to go i don't want to go a fun trip and i don't want to go it was the trip was planned before we knew the closing date we had to be there it was our joint batch and bachelorette party our friends were going you know everybody had moved heaven and earth to make our Mm -hmm. schedules and i i just didn't feel like celebrating and this was this is our wedding this was worth celebrating but it was too heavy and I called, I called my friend, the, the friend, the business mm-hmm. um, who was placed in my life and, and I had talk, she, I said, I need you. I need you. Talk me through this. Why does this feel like this? When is this going to lift? And, and, you know, she, she very, you know, spiritually, very business minded. She talked me through all of it. And, and I hope that this podcast can be that resource for somebody else. And if you need me on a personal level, reach out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap up. We today. are. Yes. Our but I do want to ask one up. very important question. All right. What is it? How do you feel now? All right. So right now, as we are taping this podcast, I am about a week and a half to two weeks. I just had the final walk through last week uh, and turned in the keys and, and truly, truly said goodbye. And then I did cry and I took some pictures. I was happened to be there by myself. It was midday. And I feel a lot lighter. I feel a lot lighter. I mm-hmm. feel um, that it absolutely was the right decision. I feel like I got caught up in everyone else's sadness 
rightfully so. Mm-hmm. You know, the community, oh, even posting, this is another element we haven't even talked yeah, about. Yeah. Even posting, on, you have to make the announcement. Right. You have Social to tell people that you're there. closing and every response, oh, we're going to be so sad. Oh, you're my favorite store. Oh, I go there once a week. That is amazing. Every store owner wants mm-hmm. to hear that and yet it hurts. It hurts in that moment because of the disappointment. I had a hard time even responding to the DMs to, you know, you're supposed to go and comment. Right, I, right. I still haven't, I still haven't even really checked it because it hurts. And I remember being there with you at the store uh, over the last few days and hearing people repeatedly say, when are you going to open again? I know. Where are you going to be? I cannot wait yes. for you to open again. I cannot wait to see your next door. You know, I am and I have been. What I wanted to do was go from one location to the next. And that next door isn't open. And on prayer mile and in my personal prayer, that was what I said to God. Open the doors that need to be open. Close the doors. And he closed at us. He closed it right. like without a shadow. I knew it. I felt it. It was time to close that chapter. And the next door hasn't opened. And you know what? We're about to get married. And I haven't done that much. I don't have my, everyone's how are the wedding plans I don't I haven't even started I don't know um I just I have a lot to do and and I have kids that really really need me and I didn't realize how much time I was away I knew look at December that pace that was my life it was overwhelming the amount of time that I was putting into my career which I love and not cooking dinner at night and eating out and rushing them from here to there and missing teacher emails and 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 they're getting older my son's about to turn 13 my daughter's 10 they need their mom they need me Mm -hmm. and it's not that i didn't think that i was present but now i'm really present sure i really you know and and that feels really really good and that's the pocket i want to sit in it doesn't mean i'm not going to open i am you know i've got a lot of feelers in a new city close by but but I think that God is going to open that door when the time is right. I think right now we're going to get married. And I think that's why, because I know if that door had been opened, we would be opening another store. Oh, absolutely. I know We'd me. be wrapped up in the middle I of the know me. right now. But yes. you know what? I was early to my podcast today. And I it's like that. <laughs> I was the one coming in we hot. We joked about that. It's always coming in hot. But right now I'm sitting in a pocket where it's not hot. I have a store. Mm-hmm. I'm busy. I worked all day yesterday. Somebody called out sick. I still work. I'm still in it. I'm still sitting in my podcast i have to write a blog tonight i gotta pay bills i'm working but it's manageable and it wasn't before and i didn't even realize it right well i'm gonna brag about you one more time all right and that is i'm well aware of the locations that have been uh let's see how do you say it um entertaining you for the point of trying to get you to come anchor a new store a new location in a new city that's not far from where you were right but it's a town that that's absolutely absolutely wanting to become a shopping destination, uh, a, a restaurant destination, a, a place where ladies will get together and go spend an afternoon. And they want you there because I'm well aware of at least two different times they've said, well, how about this space? How about yeah. this space? Yeah. The spaces aren't ready yet, and that- but they're actively pursuing you for the purpose of getting you there when those spaces are ready. Listen, I'm a faith-based person, and I just said it. It will open when it's yes. supposed to be open. And I, I think right now I'm supposed to focus on you. I'm supposed to focus on being a stepmom. I'm supposed to focus on our home. I, I just, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm lighter. I'm exercising. We've talked about that. That's a whole separate show. I ran four times last week. I'm a runner <laughs> and I love it. And I just 
feel yes, good. Yes, you did. You, I feel you did a little bit lighter, and I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. going to run the status market. I'm going to push all my energies into getting that just thriving like the other one was. And when God opens the new door, we'll take it. I remember calling you one day last week. So what did you do so far this morning? Well, I've had some meetings at the office. I've done some phone calls, that kind of thing. What did you do? Well, I got up, I did some yoga, I did some work at my computer, then I ran five miles, and then I did some more yoga, and I exercised, and thinking, wow. I did not do that much yoga or <laughs> run five miles. Anyway, but he's joking, yes. Um, well, all right. tell everybody anyway, how to find you. Okay, okay, let's wrap up. Um, so, Status Life with Lita, that's my handle. I'm on all social media platforms. That's my email, statuslifewithlita at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram. Facebook. I'm not on Twitter and I'm not on TikTok, even though I think I would make funny videos. We'll do that yes, someday. You would. Uh, that's it. So you can find our podcast, any podcast app, and just reach out. I love hearing from people. And if you're a business entrepreneur, if you own a business, small business, I don't care if you make earrings or crochet something. You want to talk through it. I just, I love the connections and I love people and I, uh, I'm here to help. That's what this is all about. And I'll go back and, and tell people, too, if you're new to the show, go back and listen to some of the prior podcast. Always. Been amazing topics, amazing guests, and it's great to now be back in the studio after Woo. that three-month hiatus. And now I'm supercharged. Yeah, I can't absolutely. wait for the next shows. Absolutely. It's like riding a bike. You get right back in and That's start it. all over again. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us today on Status Life with Lita, presented by the Law Offices of Derek M. Hayes, Status Market and Design, Indigo Stone Trading, and Bird Dog Boutique. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any upcoming shows. This program and all the other shows are available on your favorite podcast apps. You can always enjoy any of our episodes anytime by visiting businessradiox.com, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and clicking on Status Life with Lita. Until next time, for Lita Brooks, I'm Derek Hayes, and you're listening to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X. Business Radio X.